don't stop until the break of dawn Yo, every bitch I know they wanna get with me The motherfucking notorious D.R.E. Spit game at a bitch with the niggas around And you know... You hear that? I'm saying... I'm, I'm not saying... I'm not taking it as a shot Let me tell you something My name was originally Jab Rock It started... Fuck it Mic check, one, two, one, two. Microphone check, check, one, two, one, two. This, this right here is going to get me voiceover jobs right now. This. Surprised you don't have them already. Because uh, we don't know, I don't, like, I, I suck at, you, do you know how to make a demo? I yeah. suck, all right. We, I can make a voiceover, I need a voiceover so, demo. So like, I, I, we were just in here with um, Tom Sizemore. Jay's been trying to get me to do a voiceover. It's, it's, it's just me procrastinating. Because yeah. every time I get in the studio, I rap. You know what I'm saying? But we just got to set aside the time and we could start. Yeah, because, you know, there's a lot of um, a lot of work in L.A. with voiceover. Yeah, man. And I feel like I do need to practice because although I feel like my voice is, you know, I, I believe and know that it's special and all yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like my diction is kind of, you know, it needs work sometimes. You know what I mean? Well, it also helps when you are reading a script, though. Mm-hmm. When you kind of when you're reading a script or something, and you're like, "Well, this character's this." Mm-hmm. The voice is already there, obviously. Yeah. But you know, reading what you're actually interacting and doing definitely. Yeah. You know, helps to situate whatever you're trying to do. So we just talking here. What's the word? I got my man, Rockness Monster. Yeah, yeah, Rock, yeah, yeah, yeah. Live in the studio. The man with the voice. Yeah, the man, the myth. <laughs> How you feeling? The monster. I'm chilling. I'm good. We're having. A, I'm. I'm enjoying my. T- it's my first time in LA in over five years. Wow. Look, Raquel's mom is from Long Beach. Okay. You know what I mean. And from the time, you know, Raquel was conceived, I stole her away from Long Beach <laughs> and I, t- I took, I took her to New York. You know what I mean. And dad life started you know i was i went to my I, I went to my new hood yep. fatherhood it's the best hood i ever been a part of you understand what i'm saying but you know i, I couldn't come see the hoods out here no more for a yeah. while because you know it'd be a little wild out here yeah i mean wild I'm, anywhere but. i mean i mean I, you know like it's i with, with all respect dude i know that california is one of the most gangsters states and la is one of the most gangster cities but like it's always been pretty smooth for me out here. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm not looking for trouble. When I rap good, so most people just appreciate the fact that the nigga rap good and he ain't out here on no bullshit. You understand what I'm saying? So, I've always had a pretty good relationship with California. Actually, a great relationship. I don't want to jinx it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, but like, you know, it's always it's been it's been really great. Like, from the very first time I ever came to California, it's like miracles happened for me. You know what I mean? Did you come out here for the Brownsville to Long Beach, or did they go out there? No, nah, we came out here. We came out here. Oh, we was, we we recorded a few songs out here. We recorded with the Outlaws on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was such a great time. I felt like such a rapper when that happened. This was our second album. Like the first album had set in, it soaked in. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yeah, I'm really this guy. You understand <laughs> what I'm what saying? Happened? It was crazy. Like people really was responding to this shit like crazy. You know what I mean? So, and it was time to make the new album, and we flew our black asses to California. We flew to California to record half the album. I was feeling like a 
rap star. Like, yeah. you understand? And, you know, it was dope. And, yeah, we worked with we worked with, with, with Daz. Corrupt wasn't there. Okay. Just, they was just, they was just so fucking efficient that, you know what I mean? Like, see, this, we, I, I, I be telling my homies to this day, like, I be, like, I be pointing to little things in the, the, the death row blueprint yeah. to, to motivate, you know, my, my little homies and whatnot, like, and, and, and my partners, you know, my, my homies, big homies, little homies and all, my rap, my musical family, I be taking little gems to try to help, you know, motivate, because, like, Corrupt came to the, stu- like, Corrupt was nowhere to be found, like, me and Ruck were in the studio with Daz, and one of us, we started talking, we, like, we asked, Daz was only supposed to do the beat. We asked him to get on a song. He's like, yeah, hell yeah. Right? Then we talking. Corrupt ain't here. So, you know, in our mind, that seems like corrupt is not an option. Because yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. here. You know, this is back in the days. Absolutely. Everybody wasn't f- sending verses through Pro Tools and shit by that. And that's why I asked. I mean, who, who, who flew where to do that? <laughs> Listen. One of us, I don't know, Daz... Caught me and Ruck talking about corrupt, and he was like, "Huh? Oh, y'all, y- y'all want, y- y- y'all want get corrupt on a song? Hold on a second. He just starts flying. He just starts dropping in verses from corrupt, flying them up. They were already there. Like corrupt before. When corrupt was here last week. I had him lay some verses just in case anything was in it." <laughs> What? <laughs> like, who does that? Who the <laughs> fuck do they do? Them niggas are some of the, you know what I'm saying? So, some of the dopest shit ever, right? Dopest niggas ever. You know, salute to them, right? So, we, you know, we ran through a couple of verses and we picked two and we made Brownsville and Long Beach with them. Yeah, but Magna Force. Salute to the dog, pound. Absolutely. And and also, I got to say, rest in peace to Badass, um, who just passed away last week. You know, he, he was. Rest in peace. That was like a few, a couple of days ago. Yeah, like, that was. Like, uh, rest in peace, Badass. Man, he was very, actually, very talented. Yes, I actually did. You know, I, I, it's funny for for a rapper of you know my caliber or status, so called whatever. A lot of rappers I never met. Yeah. A lot of you know, cause I was always in my own head as opposed to out you know outside my head dealing with the real. I was always either creating in my mind, doing something creative or doing something creepy. So I wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Like I didn't, you know, I, I didn't get the bond with a lot of rappers, but Badass was one that I did. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like I got to talk shit, you know what I mean? Crack jokes and, and smoke weed and shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like And and you know, again, there's no social media back then. So right. you know, it's you if you met somebody, you met them. Right. You know. Right. Um, I'm sure there's people from your era and the new era that have met each other online. But never, you know, never face to face. You know, like I know, that happens like lot. it's and it's crazy as it sounds. Like it's it's for real. It is what it is. I know people that I actually give a fuck about that I haven't met in person. Oh no, it happens. It's yeah, you know absolutely. Saying? Like it's 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 real and it's bugged out. You know what I mean? Especially you brought up earlier. Um, you're doing an album with with somebody or uh, overseas, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's an EP. I mean, I was, I mean, because well, it's in Amsterdam, and Amsterdam yeah. is another place that I happen to love. So, I was out there, and you know, it's my the producer. His name is Big Ape, and you know, it was more like it's like he got his any excuse to go back to Amsterdam. It was so you know they Gotta they they, they were some good people. I was cool with them, and they came up with the idea. I was like, bet. 
and I went to Amsterdam and I smoked my face off and wrote all of the the, the best weed punchlines I could ever come up like I mean when in Rome right like you're there doing it like you gotta... the shit is called <laughs> the shit is called Chronicles of the Most High cause you know it's still got a it's all weed rap but it's still rocking it's monster yeah. so you know yeah. the way I rap I'm gonna give you lyrical gymnastics so to speak you know what I'm saying without sounding too nerdy with it you know what I mean so it's some of the best weed punchlines you ever heard in your goddamn life I promise you just the motivation was there, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and it was just like, and you know, I made a few weed songs before. It's like I gotta top all that. This yeah. shit is called Chronicles <laughs> of the Most High. There you understand you what I'm saying? So yeah, that was that that was dope. So where did where did the the hip hop personality came from? Obviously, someone in hip hop hears your voice, they know who you are. Mm-hmm. But where did the 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 actual rap personality of the rock come from? Um. There's an actual definitive answer for that. Well, for one, I am myself. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, I don't try to be like I don't like I'm. I don't give a fuck. Like I'm. I'm. I've. I like this dude. You know what I'm saying? Like this dude is is lit, as the kids say to me. You understand? He's lit. This dude. I like this dude. <laughs> I'm not trying to be like nobody, but I learned and 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 you know I learned from and. How do you say I crafted my product with the help, you know, off of jewels, I, gems I learned from. I got forefathers on the East Coast and I have forefathers on the West Coast. And I love to tell people this. I'm proud of this. Like, you understand? Just to let people know that this is what it is. Yeah. Forefathers on the East Coast. Big Daddy Kane, Rakim, KRS-One, Cool G Rap. They are how I learned my gym, my lyrical gymnastics. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Forefathers on the West Coast, Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, Easy E, MC Ren. They taught me that I could speak what I really felt. Because I was an angry youth. Yeah. And I didn't know that I could rap angry. I just thought I had to rap dope first. Or smooth or... No, just thought I had to say some shit. Yeah. Smooth was out. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was some smooth shit out. Yeah, but um, it was out. It was... But like, for me, I just thought, you know, you had to say dope shit like you know like and Kane and Rakim and you know and like G-Rap wasn't really smooth to me and neither was KRS-One you know what I mean deep but them two Rakim was kind of smooth but he was hard Kane was smooth but he was hard and he was player you know what I mean but Rakim but 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 G-Rap and KRS-One were hard you know what I mean so you know but they they were hard without being angry and violent and whatever with that that frustration you understand what i'm saying they didn't have that real life well I, at least i could i didn't that's not what i got from well, it flow it flowed out of them it was so natural it, it that it was flowed out of them it was so much technique yeah. that that was what you paid attention to you know what i mean but with nwa it was the raw emotion and i was you know growing up the in the crib like i was i was the youngest kid so when you the youngest kid you get bullied you yeah. know what I'm saying? So you get a you have a reason to be angry. So I was angry. And that was how I felt. And I finally felt like you can rap that angry. It and still cha- be clever. Changed my world. Yeah. The combination of the two of, of those two sets of fours 
made me is what it's what laid my foundation and then when i got into the game you know on my way in the game you know when this because oh, i had i had those components before being a professional rapper was even a real reality yeah. for me you know what i mean but when I came in the game, it was some dudes I had to learn from too because it was kind of awkward. Like I come from boot camp click, and with the exception of Sean Price, Sean lives on. Absolutely. The rest of these dudes is kind of short. You know what I'm saying? And Strang is he got a little bit of height on him. Salute to my boy Strang one. But you know the majority of them are short, and it's like. <laughs> Shut up, Neff. <laughs> Salute to my man, Neffy Neff, the last American b-boy in the building. This nigga's a rapper slash director slash all kind of things. But um, but like, you know, we just getting into the game and we and this is we call boot camp click. Boot camp means basic training, which is exactly what we were. Yeah. It was on the job training for all of us. We didn't have no big homies mentoring us in this shit, right? So it's like, all right, how do you, all right, we, I, I mastered rapping. How do you perform? You know what I mean? That's a, I mean, yeah, I did some talent shows and all of that, but now it's time for the big boys. Like, yeah. you know, dudes got record deals and videos out and all of that. And you up to bat next, nigga. You and your man. Yeah. How do I do this? So in that period of time, I look towards, cause, cause me, I'm wild tall. I got all of this energy and I got all these limbs. You understand what I'm saying? None of the dudes who came before me in my crew had those attributes. Yeah. They were all short. You understand? They were all elite, with the exception of Tech. Tech was aggressive in certain, po in certain pockets. You know what I mean? But for the most part, they were short. They didn't have all these limbs and they didn't have dissimilar energy. If you watch Tech on stage, like I've told Tech numerous times, salute to my nigga Tech. I've told him numerous times, I'm jealous of him. I'm like, like I envy how cool he is on stage. Like performance to him is some cool shit. Yeah. Like, like performance to me is some wild energetic shit, some high energy, it, it just, what comes natural to him yeah. it's, it's, it's so It's so breezy yeah. You understand what I'm saying And But for me It's so hyper You know what I mean And like I said Black Moon and Smith and Wesson Came before I did So those were my Those were my family examples And they're short Me and Rucker up to bat next We the tall ones What do I do with all this energy And all this fucking These limbs and shit so the point I'm getting to is in that period I learned from the dudes that I learned from were dudes like Method Man, Red Man. Now they go they still go wild on the show too. Right. Them dudes. Right. Like they came in the game like right before us. You know what I yeah. mean? Like Wu Tang came in like like it was like Black Moon put out I Got You Open before Protect Your Neck came yes. out. But by, but by the time Helter Skelter put out an album, Method Man, Wu-Tang had already put out it. You understand what I'm saying? Only built for Cuban Link, so, so yeah, it had already been out. Well, I don't know about... Because what, what, what was... Not, uh, Nocturnal was 96. Nocturnal was 96, yeah. So, like June, I think, of 96 or something yeah, of that nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Cuban Links was already out by yeah, then? Yeah, because right. I was in the nine, like November 95. Right, so they was ahead of yeah. us, you know what I mean? So, that being with that being said, like, and, and, and those was... And they were... 
two of my favorite rappers, Redman and Method Man. Like Redman was my Redman was me and Ruck favorite rapper until Method Man came out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Method Man, Method Man was a whole different kind of nigga. And so was so was Redman, but Redman reminded us of Ruck. He yeah. reminded her, he, Redman reminded us of a decep. Which was, you know, our street gang yeah, or whatever absolutely. back as as kids and all that, right? But, but then Meth came out. He reminded us of a Decep too, but he was a different kind of special. You know what I mean? That but, that that Tikal is a is an interesting sounding. I mean, it's dope. Like I, if you it's like an interesting sounding album for but, sure. But like it was. I remember one time I was at a like they used to do Park Hill Day in Staten Island, right? They still do. We used to co- we used to go out there and perform. And I remember when we went out there and performed at one of those Park Hill days and Wu-Tang performed too. I don't know if it was the whole two Wu-Tang, but it was some of them. And Method Man was 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 on deck. When Method Man performed Method Man, I wanted to throw away all my rap moves. <laughs> like, 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 you know how you how some people say you heard a rhyme and you want to throw away their rhyme book? Like I saw him perform, and I, I, it changed my life. I wanted to throw away all my rap moves, be all of them shits was like, fuck out of here. You understand what I'm saying? Like that shit was, like it was something different. Like it was something different. And yes, like I learned from that. I also learned from Redman, rap moves. I also like rap, Redman. I learned more how you do. I learned to do ad libs. After the first time I was in the studio with Redman, I was like, oh, you can do that? Great. What? Oh, shit. And that was, Let me hype some shit up real quick. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was in, that was when we did the Points song off of the, the, the Panther soundtrack okay, back in like yeah. 90. I wasn't even supposed to be in the studio that like Only reason I was there was because Buck didn't want to be there by himself. Like we was, it was a, like the whole boot camp was in California. We did a couple of shows and it was time to go back. But Buck had to stay to do this song, and he, you know, he wanted some company. So yeah. I stayed with him. And none of these niggas wanted to stay. I was like, I'll stay. <laughs> I'll volunteer. Yeah. Right. I stayed. The homies went. They look. A the, uh, 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 town car came and took them to the airport, and a limo came and took us to a different hotel. Right. It was the Nico Hotel. You remember that? Mm-hmm. That shit was nice back in the days, right? Then we get in there. As soon as we get there, Buster Rhymes is yelling at us out the window. Like, this song got Biggie on it. It's got Buster on it. It got Bone Thugs and Harmony. It got Redman on it. It got Coolio on it. It got Ill and Al Scratch. Like, this shit was ridiculous, son. Like, real talk. So, so that was my first time coming to California. You know what I'm saying? And I wasn't even supposed to be on that song, but Redman recognized me. I was get, on the inside, I fainted, but on the outside, I was cool. Right? You know what I'm saying? Outside, I was cool as shit. He's walking down the hall eating a banana. Pause. Walks down the hallway, and he's like, "Yo, one round for the snitch dropping down. One round for that's you, right?" Fainted on the inside. Nobody knew it because I was standing tall, right? I'm like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I was cool and shit, dapped him up and all that. And then somewhere, you know, a couple, you know, few minutes or, or an hour or something later, he suggests to rest in peace Chris Lighty, who was handling, you know, who was handling that song 
It was me, Red, Chris Lighty, and Buckshot in the room together for whatever reason. That four of that foursome in the room together talking. And Red Man suggests somebody says something about we need to do la 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 la. And the Red Man says, what you need to do is put one of them help to scale the niggas on the song. And Chris Lighty looked at me like, like, what do you mean I need to rock you not get on the song? Like it was already a foregone conclusion. I was like, oh. I was nervous, but I was, you know what I'm saying? Again, I fainted a little bit, but ain't nobody see me faint. I didn't have a deal yet. This was in like 94, 90, you know what I'm saying? Something like that. Never seen more than $900. And, and all the robbery, all the robberies I rapped about, I never saw more than 900 I, I never saw $1,000 in one of those robberies. You understand what I'm saying? So right now... I'm, that person is in the studio with Biggie, Redman, um, <laughs> Coolio, Bone Thugs and Harmony, and all that, all that dope shit, right? And in LA, in LA, and I rap on this song that first, but but hit, but hit curveball, right? Every once in a while, I come across a beat that I can't hear correctly for whatever reason. I can't hear the one. I don't care where I'm supposed to start rapping can't find that scene in the beat right and that was one of those beats right so right now in front so so this dope ass moment could be is being tainted because i can't hear the scene in the beat and biggie and red man and all these all these all those people that i I, aforementioned is there Biggie left. He laid Biggie went first and he left. So that was alright. You know what I'm saying? That was cool. Right. But um the, the fact still remains. So I'm trying to but I'm and I'm trying to write to this shit. You can't I can't write to that. You cannot write that way. Well I can't anyway. But luckily I started hearing people's verses and people's verses were just regular bars. I, I'm thinking everybody's gonna write something more Black Panthery because it's for the Panther soundtrack. And you know, and some people did, but some people didn't. And once I saw that that wasn't a problem, I was like, well, I got verses. You know, if I don't need to spit no Black Panther, you know, po- no, no Black Power shit, then I got a few brand new verses. Yeah. You understand yeah, yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? So that's what I ended up doing. I'm like, yo, Buck, all you gotta do is count me in and I'm good. You know, one, two, three, go. I got it, and so that's what I did. You know, a couple of times I was like, I started, and I was like, this shit don't sound right. right? They were like, trust me, son, you on. You on, trust me, go, right? Third take, I just ran through the whole shit. You know what I'm saying? And that was it. And you know what happened after that? A few months later, I got a check for $5,000. And they sent the check to my man, Ruck, who left. Just be, for five thousand dollars, just because they used the name Helter Skelter, I was instantly in love with California. Instantly, and I ain't been out here in five years. How did I let this happen? But we are here now. Yeah, we here. You know, doing what we do. Sorry about going off on. No, no. That, I mean, hey, this is you know, the in, the inside scoop. Is that what they call that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the inside scoop. Um. What do you think, I mean, everybody from boot camp had incredible skills. There's no Mm -hmm. denying that. Mm -hmm. What else do you think 
led to, to the success you had because skills and being able to rap good is only a little part of the, of the game. I mean, we worked really hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we had it like Drew High and Buckshot, you know, in like, because Drew High was at, at first they were at Nervous Records and Nervous Records, you know, they may have, Duck Down and Nervous may have had their differences, but it was an independent label and they worked, you know, like, they they did a good thing and maybe it was maybe it was all on our talent or, or maybe it was all on black moon and smith and wesson's talent or but, but you know they had, they gave them something dope to push but like black moon and smith and wesson was getting like five videos off of one album you understand what yeah. i'm saying like health the skeleton ogc never got that and we were on a way bigger label you know what i mean yeah, yeah it was priority you know what I mean? You guys so, had some good productions, though. I mean, I mean, we, we had between therapy, yeah. Operation Lockdown. Those, I mean, yeah, those are I mean, solid videos. Yeah, yeah, but we didn't have five of them. Yeah, no, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, my brothers, they did that on an yeah. independent label, and you know, that's just, you know, it's that's that's what it is with independent labels. It's like, you know, it's like they smaller. They like, if they believe in you, they probably believe in you longer if they can afford to. Yeah. Than a major. You know what I mean? Well, the major probably is going to be... The major can still afford to believe in you, but they leave, they lose belief in you faster. Somebody upstairs is going to say, we don't need five videos. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And so there is a little more creative freedom, obviously. Yeah. With, with and, the... and and then, you know, so so when, when they formed Duck Down, the label, and, you know, Helter Skelter and OGC were the first artists off on that, you know, we had priorities, so we had a budget and all of that, so... The one thing about labels is labels will make you famous. They might not make you money, but they'll make you famous. You know what I mean? And that's what that was. But we had good product. We had Duck Down, who really gave a fuck about us and the product. Absolutely. And then you had Priority. So that made for a decent enough mix to, you know what I mean? Smart moves we did. led to, yeah. you know, the success. But I mean, I, I really consider Duck Down like the quintessential definition of independent label yeah. i mean yeah. i mean black moon just dropped an album yeah you know and it's it's 2019 mm -hmm. so you know it, i think a lot of uh the way the game is today especially you can distribute your own music that's a good blueprint to use i'm on that album absolutely absolutely and it you know there, there's a couple albums that drop mm -hmm. that that have been kind of refreshing to hear now i'm an 80s baby so mm -hmm. You know, right. I listened to you as as, as a teenager when right. you're most inf, you know influenced on anything you do. But um, you know, hearing New Gangstar and hearing New Black Moon mm -hmm. and um, PMD dropped you know something new mm -hmm. and just uh, Eric Sermon earlier yeah, this yeah. year. You mm -hmm. know, um, it's refreshing to hear. I'm always going to be nostalgic and stuff like that. But the kids, the younger kids, are starting to listen. You know, mm -hmm. I truly believe we always talk about this on the show, but everything kind of comes full circle. They're not going to want to hear, you know, what's new forever. Mm -hmm. You know, someone's going to hear something to start a new trend and that trend might be what sounds old. Right. You I know? mean, that's a fact. I mean, but I feel like and, I, and this is not me being political. I really feel this way. I feel like it's room for everything. 
especially the way the game is now. You know what I mean? Let I mean the people who look listen when it goes back. Like let's say if, because people been saying it's going back to to it's going back to such and such for a long. He's been saying that for a long time. It ain't back, right? This is it's still coming back. Yeah, still coming. Pause. Still coming. No, I agree. Pause. I agree with you on there. You know what I mean? But let's say it finally does happen, and now all of a sudden you have to know how to rap really good to be you noticed know, or whatever, or make money in the game or whatever. That that's the popular thing. They're gonna be a generation, two, three generations of people who are gonna miss what it is now. Because to them it's dope. Yeah. And how you gonna tell you how you gonna tell them it ain't? Like how I'ma tell you just cause I don't like chocolate and strawberry is better, how I'ma tell you chocolate whack? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. You understand yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? Like it just is what it is. So, you know, the shit made a it, it, it is making a lot of people a lot of money because somebody likes it. You know what I mean? Even Obviously, a lot of people like it. Right. <laughs> a right. lot of, a people, lot of like people like it. it. And there's it resonates with them, and yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I like. It's the simplest thing. You, you know how simple it is. This is the simplest way to look at it. You look at everything as black. If if you look at everything on some black and white shit or some or some yes and no shit, male or female shit. All right. In most cases, I know people doing new shit now. Right, but in most cases, if you are a heterosexual male, do you wear high high heel shoes? No, that is not for you. Yeah. Period. It's not. Does that mean you are offending women who wear high heel shoes? Now you got beef with women because you don't because you don't want to wear. Look, no, it's it's literally that simple. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? What's for them is for them. What's for you is for you. Yeah. You don't need to put your emotions into that shit to feel disrespectful. That, you're putting too much on it, and it's causing a divide and separation and all kind of other negative shit. You know what I mean? So that's how I feel about the music. And I know, and like I said, if it gets back, if it gets to a point where the majority is lyrical dexterity and all the big words and all the whatever. Trust and believe there will be some people who miss the way this shit go now. No, I, that's, a, that's a good point. That's a good point. And also, too, I think some of it gets a bad name because the people that you usually see that are, are, are really up on the top of the charts, some of the, the stuff they do online is more popular than their music. Yeah. So they go into a studio and, you know, oh, I'll just drop this like, you know, I'm popping on Instagram anyways or I'm popping on this anyways. So I think some of it is kind of lackluster just because they don't care. They're they're just having so much fun doing mm-hmm. whatever that the music and how it sounds is the least of their works. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I mean, I'm and, and in all reality, like what whatever works for them. But you know, everything does. I mean, I'm like I know for a fact that what you're doing doesn't work forever. You know what I mean? It's going to come a time where you're going to need to reinvent, reevaluate, and you know restructure and. Hey, if it works for them now, it works. If it doesn't, you know, they, I mean, I, I, hopefully that they're, hopefully they're careful. Because if not, then you're gonna have to go through a period when you struggle. Yeah. Because shit will change. Everything changes. Yeah. Change is inevitable. Mood you know changes, I mean? and then what yeah. you're listening to changes right. to, between them. Right. So I mean, good luck to them. Like you know, I don't yeah. never want like like I mean like like I said, it's tons of rappers that I re- would not ever listen to. But good luck to them too, though. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean. Like if what you're doing is working for you, 
why should you stop? I just, you know, I just hope, you know, my advice to anybody, whether it's them, whether it's to my kid, whether it's to anybody who asks, you know, if you don't care, then, you know, if it don't apply, let it fly. But my advice to anybody is like, you know, shit changes, you know, and I like be ready, you know, be prepared or be willing to change. Yeah. You know Evolve. what I'm saying? Evolve. Yeah, absolutely. Shit, re- shit real out here. Life comes at you fast. So, yeah, for sure. So, so speaking of new music. Mm-hmm. Tell them what you know. New music. You also have the website. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, I got new, I got tons of new music, and I got some. I don't know. It's it's a bit oxymoronic, but I got some old new shit or some new old shit in the form of my Patreon. Like I got a I got some exclusive. I dug in the vaults and got the fr- my first my my real first album. A lot of people look and they see Rockness AP as my first album. But really, my first album happened around 2000, 2001. And it's been in the vaults. I had to dig it out the dirt. People been asking for this shit forever, forever, forever. You know? And I wouldn't put it... I wouldn't give it to the people because... My my stipulation was... I'm not, yo, If you ain't seen me in years, I'm not about to give you some old shit. If you ain't seen me in years, you need to get some new shit. Yeah. And then maybe we can travel down, you know, and dig into the vault. So that was how I felt about it all. But, you know, Rockness AP came out in 2017. And I got, uh, <laughs> I legitimately have six, seven projects I'm working on right now. I'm like, all right, while I'm working on that, how about you take that album? Mm-hmm. You understand? Yeah, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. this should hold you over. You know what I mean? And I, I put... I'm not just streaming the shit. I'm not just putting it out. I have it in a very special place. It's called is a website called Patreon.com. And if you go there to Patreon.com slash RockNessMonster, you can find the Planet Rock album. And for two dollars, you can get it. Well, two dollars a month, you can get it. You ain't gonna just two dollars and you just get the whole album. And but, but stay connected you stay connected every month you get a new song and understand this is back in 2000 2001 when niggas was putting 20 25 songs on the album I, i'm sure i got 20 i'm sure i got 20 at least 24 songs because i did the album originally on priority minus duck down and then I left, you know, that that situation dissolved yep. and I and I signed to my boy DJ Lethal, Lethal Dose through Interscope, and we we revamp we revamp we revamped it a little bit. Mm-hmm. We t- we got rid of some of the songs and we added a few songs. But I'm giving y'all all of them. You understand what so I'm say, saying? tell them the website again real quick. Patreon.com slash rockness so that's where that is. Look, I, I'm, you know, it was like the songs that we switched out. It wasn't because we didn't like them. It was just because we just like Interscope wanted to have their stamp on it. Like we brung the album with us from Priority. They're like, nah, we gonna do this. Yeah, of we, course. We gonna add some. We gonna make it a little. So basically, you know, it's all of the songs. You know what I mean? The album was originally Planet Rock, but when we went to Interscope, we kind of revamped it and made that. The album was called Rock Man Uncensored. But so just know that you're getting all that shit. Nah, Party I mean. had a heck of a roster. Yeah, they did. They, they, they did. They had a hell of a run. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they definitely did. Um, you know how do how do you feel about you know 
know, being able to do, again, what you're doing as far as with the website. I mean, that's, you know, and when we're not selling units anymore, you got you got to figure out, some, you know, some way to put a unit-based, you know, object out for the people. Because I've noticed, too, even with streaming, people still want to feel like they're collecting something. Mm-hmm. You know, a stream always feels kind of so impersonal. Yeah. You don't even, you can't even download it. You're just mm-hmm. listening to it off somebody else's thing. Um I mean, I how do you like feel a, about that con- compared to? You know, I feel like a lot of people units. don't care. Yeah. Like you got some, you know, you got cult followings that care, but like, of course, if the majority cared, then streaming wouldn't be the thing. You know what I mean? You got to struggle. That. You got to struggle to sell a CD. Oh, for sure. You know, it's it's honestly. I, mean, I was told that CDs is a waste of money to even yeah to even I mean, purchase anymore. But that's. That's because that's to somebody who, like like I did a survey on my on my on, on my Facebook one time Rock of Health the Skelter on Facebook y'all but um I did a survey on on the Facebook and we asked me and Jay from Monster Nation we was having a debate she's like don't nobody fuck with no CDs nigga right I'm like I'm telling you there are people. You, you, you don't understand the underground community. Like, I lived there. The Chitlin Circuit, the, like, they hate digital just for the sake of hating digital. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So, when we did the survey, at first, you know, it was digi, 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 digi. Then the CDs made a strong comeback. It was like, oh, the CDs are gaining. And it, you know, it, it went on and on. And it, and, and it finished out about even interesting part is if you get a computer or anything nowadays it doesn't even come with a cd drive right like cars don't even come with cd players right. anymore right. top of the line cars doesn't have a cd player. right so it's tough for some people you know like right. okay, what am i going to play this right song? and you know but, but you got a bunch of people who are mad at that and they <laughs> you got a bunch of people who are mad at that the, for all of those for all of those for, for all of those things like you know cars coming without CD players and shit like that like you got a you got a, a cult of people who are pissed off about that and any chance they get to wave their fists about it and point their finger and cuss and fuss they will gladly take it you know who I see has a, a cult following like that but it's a huge cult following Tech 9 mm-hmm. you go to a Tech 9 show they have a bus Full of merchandise, CDs, mm-hmm. shirt, and they each show clear through the bus. I know. Every night. I know. So, as you said, it, it, it's still out there. It's there, um, but when the corporations are never going. They're like, they're not doing that. They're like, come on, you're not doing that. It's not worth the la la la, the la la la, or the la la la. And you know, it's because they don't. They're not really. They're not really connected to the post. They don't understand what's really happening in the real world of the people who really enjoy this music yeah and i'll tell you what though you talk to djs the one thing they'll say i don't lose records anymore when i travel yeah you know that's yeah. a, that's a big thing yeah it's a double-edged sword it's a double-edged sword um helter skelter nocturnal 96 mm-hmm. I, I get this question a lot too when it you, you see it on the forums and this and that, but what did you think going into that project? I mean, obviously you see Smith, the success, Black Moon, Smith and Wesson, and everything's kind of coming together. Like, wow, mm-hmm. this might work. 
but what was your your frame of mind going into that album? I was real excited. Like, because you know it's considered one of the best hip hop albums out there. Ever. I mean, I appreciate that. Right? <laughs> I mean, it, it just is. As a fan, mm-hmm. I can say that unbiased because if you look at these lists, uh, I mean, it's always there. It's always positioned. Mm-hmm. That's dope. You, I don't never hear to mention me or my boy, but that's besides the point, right? But in all reality, like <clears throat> when it was time to make our album. I was nothing but excited, you know. What I mean, there were like, like, if you if you find a, a, a interview of Sean P. and where somebody asked him that question and he and he and he felt like answering it, he would have probably told. I'm pretty sure he'd have told you he was nervous as fuck. Yeah. Because I was more of a serious rapper than he was at that time. You know what I mean? He felt like he wasn't like Ruck didn't have a rhyme book yet. You know what I mean? Like. Nocturnal was his first rhyme book. We used to call Ruck the bits and pieces man. He had pages with bits and pieces of raps that he would just manipulate, mix and match, you know what I'm saying, whatever. Like, you could hear him start a verse. You think you know that verse, by the time he gets four, eight bars in, he switch it. You don't know that verse, but you know those next, you know those next eight bars though. You know, he could- You knew the clusters. Yeah, so. When we were doing Nocturnal, like he was a bit nervous. He felt like, and like in his words, he was like, "Damn, I'ma fuck rock shit up." You understand what I'm saying? Like, like damn. But um, you know, I was excited because it was my shit to a certain extent, and it's like, you know, like 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 me and Still brung everybody to boot camp for the most part. Like most of the people there came there through me or Still, right? And so Ruck, like that—that that means I brung Ruck, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I was so I was there before him, and when while he was nervous, I'm clamoring because I just now because me and Steel are friends like a motherfucker, right? And I didn't like this is my dog, right? I didn't even know Buckshot at first. You understand what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like. Who Got The Props came out actually before I met Buckshot. I knew Five, but I didn't know Buck, right? So I say that to say me and Steel are like this. Buckshot came out, brung out Smith & Wesson. At this point, like, like, I see, like this is my man, right? We putting this thing together and your other man comes out first. The one that we don't all know, right? Then you and you and our boy Tech come out, right? I'm clamoring. I I can't wait for the nigga to hand me the bat and I come up to the plate. Like I'm just what? I can't. I'm seeing like I'm seeing it happen, and the shit is working for my man. So yeah, I was. It was all like I, I felt nothing but good. You know what I'm saying? It's like, gotta be kind of. It's gotta be kind of tough being a, a duo, though. I mean, a, li- a little bit because it ain't. No. Not when you and your man is friends. I, I get it, but but you know you gotta make sure that you kind of playing off each other no matter what. Uh, well, not artist- when you. All right. Well, to that I say, not when you and your man is dope. Yeah. No. I, that <laughs> you is understand true. what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like like. Cause well for me and Ruck like our formula was was simple. I love telling people this too. I was our form the help the scale formula. We only deviated from it once or twice, no more than five times ever. 
therapy was one of the times where we deviated from the formula. The Helter Skelter formula was simply, don't be the corny one on the song, the end. <laughs> Makes sense. That's it. So no matter what, you knew that the dude sitting on the other side of this table was an animal. So you just can't have step. You got to write dope verses. Yeah. Dope verses, period. And I guess I kind of say it too, because back then there wasn't a lot of features like you see now. You know, mm -hmm. people always, and obviously it's easier to do music when you can send it back and forth through right. email. But so uh, a solo artist just has to worry about what he says. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so the dynamic of having a duo. Yeah, but then you got to write more. Yeah. And it's true. It's twice the work. But we're all, you got, if, you're also from if, an era of, of, of incredible duos. Like, if you if you starang Wonder from OGC and you want to do it, in your mind, songs are traditionally three verses. Now you got you to you do three times the work. Man. Yeah. You don't see a lot of duos nowadays, though. I know. Because, I mean, I don't know why. I don't know why that is, but what I do know is in line with, you know what I'm saying, in in line with the fact that you don't see a lot of duos, first of all, you don't see a lot of groups either. No, not at but all. But it's it's just because no they don't be groups, no they don't last. Yeah. It's not that and it's not that they don't it's just like they don't last. From an era too, you got we have some dynamic duos. Helter Skelter, Mob Deep, Smith and Dark Wesson, Bet, Smith and Wesson, Outcast, Outcast. yeah, uh, yeah, you uh, know, so e many EPMD, e Run yeah. DMC. I mean, they were before us, but you know, yeah, Capone and Noriega, CNN, absolutely, yeah, man, like the, the Das Effects. Uh, but you know? yeah, you you just it's it's kind of not it's kind of non-existent. Yeah. It, yeah, I mean, but but you and you know what it is? It's it's, it's that whole. I think the game, I think we're not steering the ship. You know what I mean? People have always, it's only a few of us that are willing to do whatever we want. And everybody else is going to follow because that's what's popping. And it's like we've we've been programmed to believe that we need permission to be to be a uh, to, to be to be a, to sell records yeah to be a superstar to be a star be whatever it is we're supposed to be you know what i mean and it's like all right the radio has you know what radio like mainstream radio and mainstream media you know your mtv and your bt and your like people will sell their soul for that you know what I mean? If and if that and if those, you know, your hot ninety-seven, your what your power, whatever station from whether with whatever your region is, if they're only if it seems like they're only playing this, you have success you are you are about to successfully steer the cattle into making all this. Mm -hmm. Because they believe that 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 mainstream radio and, and media is the end all be all. Yeah, it's the only way to the you know to the to the greatness. So that's what they do. Which some somewhat it is. I mean, I've, I brought this up a couple times, but let's take the six nine situation. You know, all this is going through like real life is happening to these cats around them and mm -hmm. this and that, and all they're really talking about is a ten million dollar deal he gets when he gets out, mm -hmm. and that enough. You know, uh, uh, just from the social media hype, 
they're talking about a record deal for him. Mm-hmm. So saying that people sell their soul, mm-hmm. you're watching it happen yeah. in, in 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 real in real time. Before we get out of here, I need a bucket list moment for you, and I know you have a bunch, but something that happened that you were. And, you know, I know you, you talked about when you came out here first, mm-hmm. obviously. You know, I mean, like, that shit, I didn't even know none of that stuff was on my bucket list. That shit just happened. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. fucking amazing. It was like, whoa, like, shit. But um, a bucket list moment, something when that happened, mm-hmm. um, rocking a stage with Rakim. Yeah. That was definitely on my bucket list. Like, you know what I mean? I got to get... That's a pretty good one, I would say, by the way. <laughs> yeah, like, I performed with Rakim before. That was that was, that was was definitely one. I could, I guess I could name another one. I guess, I guess that was too easy, I guess. <laughs> what? Uh, um, a, a, a Wu-Tang Boot Camp song. Guns and Ones? I mean, that didn't... That, that was cool, but... That was a Helter Skelter Method Man song. Technically, gotcha. it was a Wu Tang Boot Camp song. Yeah, I got you. But yeah, like yeah. on my solo, on my solo album, and on Sean P's uh, Imperious Rex album, we we accomplished it. I had yeah. one on mine called Camp Wu, and, and we had one on his called Guns and Ones, where it was multiple members from both squads. Yeah. Yeah. That that you know what I mean. Yeah. Ironically. Setting this interview up today, you know, I always keep my phone on shuffle. Mm-hmm. And while I was running my errands coming here today, um, the Rhyme of Reason track came on mm-hmm. with you and Rat, uh, Uniform. Yeah, me, Rat, Helter Skelter, Razkaz, and, and Cannabis. Yeah. Yeah. I, and that song probably hasn't come up in my shuffle in 10 months, you know, mm-hmm. maybe, or maybe longer. Nice. And all of a sudden today, and I, I thought to myself too, I was like, a soundtrack. When's the last time? The Yo. Black Panther did do a soundtrack though. Yeah, that was kind of what. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The Black yeah, Panther yeah. soundtrack. You know what else? You know what? What other? A, a movie that has a dope fucking soundtrack. It's the Suicide Squad. Yes, I agree with you there. Yeah. The soundtrack is fucking stupid. I I, I miss I miss soundtracks. So like Belly had a dope soundtrack. Yeah. Like. Um, what was the uh, Above the Rim soundtrack? New stupid. Jersey Drive soundtrack. New Jersey Drive. We was on there. I got to put... Well, you're on volume, yeah, yeah, volume two. The, yeah, right? Volume one. What was it? I know they have two. The, it was only one movie, right? Yeah, but they made two They made two volumes on the oh, soundtrack. Yeah, but we went, we, that shit went gold and we got a... And, and, yeah. and Boot Camp got a plaque. I just don't have a plaque but, um, for it. But um, what else? Um, Friday had a dope sound. Friday had... Whoo! Friday soundtrack was crazy. On the low, I mean, I, like you might not feel that way, cause I mean, like I'm more of a West Coast hip hop lover than you, possibly. But like the Alcoholics was on there. Oh yeah. From the coast keep, to coast keep, was keep, on yeah, there, coast right? Coast to coast. Uh, Ridiculous. Keep your heads ringing. Yeah. Uh, Friday night, Scarface. And then you know what else? When that when Friday was coming out, this was around the same time that Duck Down signs a priority. So this was these was this was around my first trips to California. So I was all of that all of that dope energy I was talking about earlier, like that shit was going on to the soundtrack of Friday. So I love you know, so my so my my emo- like my, my emotions on that song might be a little bit, you know what I'm saying, magnified so to speak. But But there was a there was a good little patch there with it was just ridiculous soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Deep cover. Ho- hood- hoodlum. 
No, Deep Cover, Deep Cover had his own Snoop. soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, That's like the Snoop, Snoop and Dre, yeah. 187. Yeah, Juice. Oh, Juice soundtrack. Rock him, sip the juice. I got, I got enough, enough to, to go around. What? And it takes place. Are you? Are you? <laughs> are you bugging? <laughs> but even even like family movies, like Doctor Doolittle had a dope soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nutty Professor had a dope mm-hmm. soundtrack. Um, hey, we need to bring that back because I promise you, the Suicide Squad soundtrack is ridiculous yeah and i and like it's songs on there that's not hip-hop that i love like love that ain't even hip-hop and what and i noticed big, too, what i noticed too with the suicide squad is they made singles and videos with it right which rick, is what we were used to seeing too, right you know right rick ross got a song on that on the suicide squad body bagging yeah, 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 yeah. They, they, they yeah. tried, they tried to step it up for Black Panther too. And that I'm was saying. all TDE. You know, they did it collectively. Yeah. We need to well, look, look. My man, my man, Neff, the last American B boy, is in the building. He's all. He's not just my homeboy, but he's a he's a film director, a video director, and all of that. And I'm saying this online. I'm right online, right, like, right, like, right, live in in the in the on the podcast. We need to bring that back. Dope soundtracks in movies. Cause you're a filmmaker and I'm Slim Zell Washington. So <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? And you know my boy Sticky Fingers. He's yes, sir. He's doing um Sticky Fingers was born the day before me. Wow. He is, you know, he's he's starting to do basically musicals with his albums. Mm-hmm. So he performs. He was I'm actually in one of them. I play. I play undercover cop. I'm in one of them too. Yeah, absolutely. We might be in the same one. Is it the time one? Time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It might be the same one. I'm. The, I'm the cop that follows him out here at LA and follows him around in LA mm. and stuff like when that. When he so. goes and sees the Decepticons and he comes and sees us, I don't know if you saw that. I, I, I haven't I seen the whole, whole thing, thing. yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're in the same boat. We ain't seen yeah. the whole thing. He I watched my part though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I seen my part. He came and showed me. <laughs> Yeah. See my part. Salute to my man Sticky Fingers. Absolutely, yeah. He uh, that was that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get out of here, obviously, anything I forgot, anything you know, anything you want to say? Um, I know we had we had fun. We just yeah, we talking, it's but. dope. It's dope. Um, th- let me see. Anything I sp- I spoke about all the albums, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I got a reality show in the works about to come out. It's and it's and it's real. It's not fake reality show. Not scripted reality. Nah, it's more like docu series, right? But I can't give you too much details on it. But I'm telling you, just look forward to that. You know what I mean? That's going to be dope. Me and my man, Neff, we are working on wild shit. Like, we, we're working on a new film. We, we, I think we need a new title for the film we're working on. But, you know, this... <laughs> 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 Shots fired. You understand what I'm saying? We might be needing but we work. But we're working on dope shit. Like, I've, I have a web series out there. It was called Tips. It's not mine. It was it was Neff's. You understand? Last last American B boy. He was out there. It was his joint, and I was getting my Slim Zell Washington on in that. You know what I mean? It's is 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 it available? Or you still got it? You foul. He's foul. All right. <laughs> um. But anyway, like I said, like um, we doing film shit. We doing a lo- a bunch of music shit. I'm working on five. You know the Rockwiler album. The Ron Browse album. I know that's gonna be crazy. The Rockwiler album is stupid, right? Rockwiler album is called The Wilderness. Think Rockness, Rockwilder, Wilderness. The Rockwiler album, The Wilderness. The Ron Browse album, Rock First. 
the uh the the, the Amsterdam weed album. I mean EP is called Chronicles of the Most High. You got the the archetype EP is called Half Man, Half a Monster, and the album album is called M3, The Man, The Myth, The Monster. Somewhere in between that, I'ma sneak in the EP with Rusty Jux. Rusty Jux is called Crownsville. Me and my man Strang wanna do something. I've been in talks with my man UG from the Cellar Dwellers, and we nice. filming shit. We just shot a video yesterday for for a throwback song. It's ridiculousness. We no, did I say yesterday? Today we shot. We today we shot a. You know, so we working. Just stay tuned. The website is IamRockness.com. The Instagram is RockNessBCC. The Twitter is underscore Rockness underscore. The YouTube is Monster Nation. Say the website again. IamRockness.com. No, for your for the the album, the exclusive. Patreon.com slash RockNessMonster. Thanks. And there we go. Much love to Rock in LA filming videos doing what he does like always consistent as ever thank you we really appreciate you uh, you. joining what's the word what's the word